Eagles Entertainment. Welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro at Lincoln Financial Field. And the word is frustrating, disheartening, and many other words that you can use that are not suitable for the airwaves. The Eagles tying the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday, 23-23. The team's first tie since 2008, ironically, against the Bengals, a team they haven't beaten in decades. It's been that long. Since since the 2000 season, the Eagles have not beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. Incredibly frustrating for the Eagles on Sunday, despite eight quarterback sacks. He's back. Here comes the rush. He is hit and he's dropped back in Bengals territory at the 47 by Josh Sweat on first down play action. Back goes Burrow. He's hit and he's pulled down beyond the line of scrimmage. Another sack. And this time it's Derek Barnett. Have to get to the Eagles 34 for a first down. Barrow calling for the football. Here comes the rush. He steps up. He's hit. He's sacked all the way back at the 45-yard line by Derek Barnett. Barrow in the gun one more time. This will be the last play unless there's a penalty. Barrow back. He's racing around. He starts to run, and he sacks back at the 31-yard line by Brandon Graham. Here comes the rush. They've got him! Back at the five-yard line, they've got him, Fletcher Cox, with the eighth sack of the game. And a late fourth-quarter drive, 11 plays, 75 yards, that was capped off by this Carson Wentz run, courtesy of Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. Eagles have two timeouts. Wentz looking, the rush comes, he steps up, he is dashing to his right. Still dashing. He's going to run. He's going to dive. He's in. Touchdown. Carson Wentz. The Eagles tying another winless team. In overtime, Philadelphia twice reaching the Cincinnati side of the 50-yard line. The first time, a Lane Johnson false start penalty, and then a Nate Herbig holding penalty knocked the Eagles out of field goal range, and then a Matt Pryor false start Move the Eagles back from a 59-yard Jake Elliott attempt, which the Eagles were ready to do, back into a 64-yard attempt, and Peterson opted to punt the ball away. Here is the head coach talking about that decision, as well as his overview of the Eagles' very disappointing Sunday. I did. Um, I did consider it, uh, but I also felt like... uh, the way our offense was playing, you know, towards the, the down the stretch, um, battled to, to get ourselves back in position. Carson in overtime uh, felt comfortable there to uh, just kick the extra point and then and then put it uh, put it back in our offense's hands at that time. So uh, just elected to kick the field goal or the extra point. Yeah, um, I, I told him in the in the locker room after the game that that uh, that we weren't a very 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 smart football team today. Um, I think eleven penalties. Very uh, came at came at crucial times, and uh, we couldn't get off the field on defense and, and offensively. Um, we didn't we didn't execute well enough. We we had some injuries, but um, you know that's going to be part of the game. But uh, just not a smart football team right now, and, and that's on me. And, and uh, we'll get that fixed as we as we get uh, get ready for this next week. But you know I, I like how our team battled, uh, hung in there, uh, came back to tie the game at the end. But uh, just overall, not very smart today. Not very disciplined. Um, when those are some of the things we talk about quite a bit. Well, it's it, it is hard, you know, when you when you got some moving pieces and you got different guys in there. But 
Hey, listen, we're not going to make excuses for anything. You know, we got to continue to work. We got to continue to practice, get better, and um, you know, sort these things out. And and uh, when the injuries piled up today, it just sort of got us a little bit out of our game plan rhythm. Um, and you know, uh, it, it was tough today to find to find a sync, to find rhythm. You know, I give credit to uh, the Bengals. You know, for for kind of mixing up some some you know some coverages, some fronts uh, on us. Um, and um, you know we just got to continue to got to continue to work. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, um, obviously in those situations you, you got to you hopefully do what's right for the football team. Um, you know, and, and that's probably a decision I'll look back on tomorrow and say, hey, we could have done something else. But um, you know, it's uh, uh, it is what it is. Um, we'll learn from it. I'll learn from it, and um, we'll get better. It was another struggle for Wentz on the afternoon, 29 of 47, 225 yards, sacked three times, two interceptions, one touchdown pass. He did run nine times for 65 yards and the touchdown. Miles Sanders, 18 carries, 95 yards, but 64 of those yards coming in the first half. The Eagles not getting a whole lot done in the run game in half number two. Sanders talks about the offensive performance, and the state of the team in week four. To uh, get a W, I know for us, um, uh, I know the defense played a hell of a game, uh, put us in great situations, but we, we also put them in bad situations. Again, we, we can't turn the ball over like that, and and just it's dumb penalties hurt us this game. So It's not frustrating for me at all. Um, uh, coaches have a game plan, and we put all our trust in the coaches. So whatever plays called in, hold on. I saw a lot of leadership. I saw big boy uh, football from 11, you know. Um, uh, you, you never want to turn the ball over again. Um, I had a mistake last week, too, but uh, it's all about how, how you go about the game, uh, the rest of the game. And I, I thought he fought, fought his ass off the, the rest of the game, too, and gave us a chance to, to get a W. Um, as far as uh, protection-wise, they, they didn't bring all the exotic looks that they, they were doing these last two weeks and previous years. Uh, they, they're a saw, they're a saw blitz team. They like to blitz off the edge. Uh, they're bringing one guy on one side, and we were sliding to them. And they had another guy on the uh, left. So um, I'm keeping my eyes on both sides just in case, you know. But they, they just, they just like to disguise a lot of stuff, and, and they didn't really do too much. It's just a tough, you know. Uh, I don't know if he was uh, getting pressured or anything, but you know, uh, we'll, we'll get it again, man. Um, I, I take the blame for it, you know. Uh, could have ran on my route uh, uh, faster, and maybe I would have got there. But, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff that all of us as a team can look at and just to grow from it. Uh, I don't think it was a big loss. It's just next man, up, man, next man up mentality over here. So uh, I don't think it was a loss. We got uh, Rich. He stepped in and did a hell of a job, too. So um, it's next man up over here. Uh, no. Um, like I said, it's not up to us. Uh, it's up to the coaches, you know, and we're going to trust whatever the coaches, coach decision uh, makes. So, um, but we were in a perfect position to kick the field goal and hopefully end the game. But, you know, penalties hurt us, and we can't uh, put ourselves in those uh, tough situations like that. The Eagles plagued by injuries. Tight end Dallas Goddard leaving the game early after just one catch for seven yards. Deshaun Jackson targeted four times, two catches, 11 yards before leaving with a hamstring injury. On the defensive side of the ball, cornerback Avante Maddox leaving the game with an ankle injury. The Eagles playing deep backups at the cornerback position 
in this one. They also just missed opportunities to win the football game, and they played, in Peterson's word, foolish football, 11 penalties, 93 yards. Once again, no takeaways from Jim Schwartz's defense. They have failed to produce a single takeaway in three games this season. For the Bengals, quarterback Joe Burrow sacked those many, many times, but he also completed 31 of 44 passes, 312 yards, and two touchdowns. The Eagles having trouble with the taller Bengals wide receiver group. Tyler Boyd, 10 catches, 125. T. Higgins, the rookie from Clemson, six foot four inches, five catches, 40 yards, and two touchdowns. So a tough day for the Eagles. Let's hear from Brandon Graham, who had a big game. The Eagles defensive line rising to the occasion, shutting down the Cincinnati run game and also getting after Joe Burrow, but it just wasn't enough for the Eagles. Barnett had two sacks, Brandon Graham two sacks, Fletcher Cox one, Josh Sweat one, Malik Jackson had a half a sack as well, and Jalen Mills a sack and a half. Here's Brandon Graham saying, we are not done fighting yet. There is a long season ahead in this wide open NFC East. That goal line stands that we had to keep them holding with three, you know, that was big. Uh, we could have easily folded right there and we could have been look, talking about a loss, you know, right now. Uh, I look at, you know, we got a lot of work to do, but at the end of the day, we're going to stay together, you know, so I'm not really, um, you know, worried about it. I know the Bengals was going to come in and they was going to fight. You know, every team we we, we match up against, they're going to fight. So I don't, it ain't no easy wins, ain't no easy games. So, you know, I think that uh, I just love that we all stuck together uh, through all that stuff that happened. And we just we just messed up in the end. We can't do that. I know it's uh we we gotta we gotta do better with that. Um, we 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 was talking about it out there on trying to make turnover plays. Uh, they they did a good job protecting the ball, and you know um opportunities came for us to you know get the ball, and we 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 um we just didn't get it. But you know um I will say we 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 stayed together through all the adversity we went through in this game, and um you know we just gonna come in Wednesday ready to work. Everybody's still together. Everybody know uh, was today towards the end was self. I mean, most of the game was um, you know on us. Pre-snap penalties uh, that that killed us in the end too, um, getting us out of field goal range. And you know that's something that Doug preaches all the time. You know, don't beat ourselves. And so uh, I, I know that the team he hasn't lost the team. Ain't nobody worried. You know, we just know we just got to get a W. And uh, things will definitely start to take care of themselves and but uh, us giving up on each other nah we work too hard for that um well you know he he had to do what he had to do you know we make it's, it's tough decisions that had to be made you know we trust we trust coach and that's just what it is we trust that he gonna put us in the position so if we miss that field goal and then they go down and kick a field goal off one play you know what I'm saying that they they get in field goal range and we lose the game then it's like oh you getting them on that so I'm, I trust coach. I'm not worried about uh, nothing else. Uh, coach, definitely, um, you know, make the right decisions on whatever you feel for this team. So, you know, I got his back. That's just you talking. I ain't worried about it. You know, we're going to come in. We're going to get it right. You know what I'm saying? I, I know that for us, we, we put too much time and effort into this thing. And, you know, stuff happened in the game that, you know, you're not proud of sometimes. And, you know, what I do, with, what I will say, we're going to stand tall through it all and we're going to get it right. You know what I'm saying? And um, we, we've been underdogs all ever since. I've been here, you know, as soon as things go bad, you know, people want to start panicking. We ain't panicking. We just know it's a, it's a different type of year and we're going to get it right. Now let's get into the radio booth for some analysis. Usually we bring in Merrill and Mike together. This time we're going to bring them in separately. First up, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Merrill Reese, who is 
just as upset as you and I after this performance. So, so Merrill, what, what is, you know, uh, what is your feeling after a tie game? The 35-yard line. That's all they have to do to give Jake Elliott a really good shot at a field goal to win it. And they can't stand still at the line of scrimmage. That in each instance, they cannot do a simple thing like line up for a snap to the holder without going offside to legal procedure. That is a mess. This team has shot itself in both feet time and time again. Okay, so there's some particular things about this game, Merrill. What was your, what were your, what, what did you think needed to happen there um, toward the end? Twice and twice in, in overtime, the Eagles were in Cincinnati territory and penalties the first time and the second time really ruined them. What is happening with this football team in those situations? I think with, without, without burying any department, I have to think that the biggest problem this team is facing right now was the offensive line. They, they really created very few holes for the running game. Carson Wentz was being rushed constantly throughout the game. The, and then the, the penalties, the holding penalty at the end that took them out of field goal range. It was just one mistake after another. They were beaten clearly at the line of scrimmage. I thought the offensive line was a real problem today. Merrill, we thought that this team with Doug and the coaching staff coming back would have an advantage. That has not been the case. Uh, did you agree with the sequence that Doug had of, of eventually punting punting the ball in overtime? I did at that point. At that point, you were looking at a field goal that's never been made. And uh, rather, than, rather than go for it and giving them the ball with that kind of field position where they needed one pass, I mean, don't get me wrong, I find the tie totally unsatisfying, but it's better than a loss. Otherwise, I think we would have been talking about a Cincinnati win. Merrill, what did you think of Carson in this game? I think he did some very good things. I think the fact that he ran the ball was encouraging. But once again, turnovers kill. You cannot throw two more interceptions. He's up six on the season. One fewer than he spent that he threw all last season. And the other thing is he missed open receivers again. He threw some good passes, but he threw some terrible passes. And Miles Sanders, five yards ahead of the defender, all he had to do was put some air under the football and let Miles run under it, and he had a touchdown. And he missed him by 10 yards. Another time, he had Miles coming out of the backfield on a swing pass for an easy first down, and he threw it into the ground at his feet. Carson is making too many mistakes. Merrill, uh, the defense, again, no takeaways. Although they did have eight sacks, your read on how the defense played today? Uh, I thought they, I thought the pass rush was, for the most part, very, very good. But meanwhile, Tyler Boyd ran wild. Tyler Boyd did whatever he wanted and none of his catches were really contested. He was wide open. And then there was one drive, but they kept throwing the ball to the rookie, T. Higgins, in 25 yards and a touchdown on that drive. So that's not good. You can't, you can't have open receivers all game, and that's what they had. I mean, I'd like to say the defense played better, but and their pass rush was certainly good. Their run defense was pretty good for the most part. But that's not a an outstanding defensive performance. We should let 
Adler White. That's not good. Merrill, where does this team go from here? To San Francisco. That, that, that's about all I know. I, I don't know, Dave. I don't know. I don't know if the talent level is good enough with the injury situation the way it is to dig them out of it with the 49ers, Steelers, and Ravens on the immediate horizon. I don't know. I hate to sound... I hate to sound so negative because you know I think the world of Doug Peterson, I think there are some really good players on this team, but I have to be honest and tell you that after this performance against the previously 0-2 football team, I am disheartened. Merrill, how, yeah, I mean, how shocked are you that the Eagles are 0-2-1? No, I, I mean, nobody saw this coming. No, no. I would have thought at this point, if, if you were going by favorites, I would have thought they'd beat Washington, lose to the Rams, and beat Cincinnati. I thought they'd be 2-1 at the very least. It's very, very shocking. Long season ahead, NFC still wide open, yada, yada, yada. You buying any of that? Yeah, I buy that. I buy that. But I have to see something better out of the Eagles before optimism really returns to my gauge of this team. The Eagles wide receiver core by the end of the third quarter reduced to Deontay Burnett and Greg Ward and rookie John Hightower along with tight end Zach Ertz. Ertz, a nice game again, but without his... Tandem mate, the Eagles unable to use a lot of 12 personnel. Ertz had seven catches, 70 yards. Ward, eight catches, 72 yards. Here is radio analyst Mike Quick, a member of the Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Fame, talking about the tie game, the wide receivers, and a whole lot more. All right, Mike Quick, uh, what are your three or four takeaways from a, a very disheartening tie against the Bengals? I think it's simple, Dave. You just can't continue to make mistakes after mistakes and expect to win in this league, you know, be it uh, the penalties or uh, missed throws or what have you. You just, teams are too good. Even teams that don't have wins, they're too talented to go and make mistakes after mistakes and expect to come out on the winning side. But why are the Eagles making so many mistakes? This is a veteran team, a veteran coaching staff. That's a really good question, and I don't have the answer. And I'm sure the staff and like players that are playing well and they look around them and they see guys that are continuing to make plays over and over, they got to be wondering as well. Mike, you look out in the field and the Eagles are throwing the football to Deontay Burnett, Greg Ward, and John Hightower. Yeah. We knew going into the season that the Eagles had to stay healthy there, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon and so forth. Your read of what's going on at wide receiver? Well, certainly you, you have the injuries that you have to deal with, but I still believe, Dave, that they can get it done with these young receivers. I think Burnett's talented enough. I think Hightower is talented enough. And I think, of course, Greg Ward's talented enough. I don't think that there's a problem with the talent per se. I just think that they have to do a better job of getting things taken care of. The protection wasn't good early in the game. And when the protection is not good, you can expect your quarterback not to be on point or to miss some throws. What's your biggest kind of takeaway from Carson through three games, Mike? What, the, 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 the interceptions are uncharacteristic. The misses are uncharacteristic. What is happening with number 11? It's really hard to say. And um, 
there are too many mistakes. So there are a couple of balls today, and I'm wondering where he was throwing the ball. There's one that was close to being an interception, and I, th- I think he threw it at the linebacker's foot. I just didn't understand. I don't understand some of the simple throws that he's missing. You know, not to mention some of the tough work. The coverage is tight, coverage is tough, and you're not able to fit the ball in. That's one thing. But when you have easy throws and you're missing on the easy ones, um, like Miles Sanders down the sideline once when he had beaten the linebacker, things like that you have to be able to capitalize on. When you're a professional, that's what you're paid to do. And if your quarterback doesn't play well, you don't do well. Mike, what's happening? In the, you've been in this situation before. What What does Doug Peterson need to do here? <laughs> There's so many things. Rally the troops. Um, and it really begins with getting the quarterback on the right page, getting him straight. And I don't know how you get him straight. Um, but you go back to basics. You go back to the simplest things, blocking and tackling and making sure that you have the right personnel to do that. You know, that that over that that last minute drive in regulation, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, after all this, the Eagles can still win the game. I'm thinking Giants game last year that turned everything around in December. Is that kind of what you thought? Yeah. And then but you have a situation where they get the momentum, they drive down the field. And yeah, once they score the touchdown, yep, you're going to go into overtime. I had no problem. I'm very comfortable that in the overtime, the Eagles will be able to take care of this team. But, again, you have mistakes, you have misses on throws, and you end up with a tie. And who wants a tie? Well, it is better than a loss. And the NFC East is still wide open. So I'm trying to find some silver linings here. Yeah. Who wants a tie? Nobody wants a tie. Uh, finally here, Michael, let's talk about the defense. No takeaways again, even with eight sacks. I mean, this is the, the offense could certainly use some easy short fields. Yeah, very disappointing. I, I thought they did a nice job of changing things up for Joe Burrow, giving him some things to at least process, um, changing up the coverage on, on the snap. But Joe Burrow is still such a talented quarterback. Then you don't see that type of poise and patience. Um, and accuracy from a first-year guy in only his third game in the National Football League. But that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a talented quarterback who knows how to play the game, and it doesn't matter that he hasn't been on this on, on this playing field in the National Football League before. He gets it, and he plays like a veteran. Never would have thought this team would be 0-2-1, Mike. This is very much of a shock. You feel that way? Yeah, it's very disappointing. You know, coming into this season, if you had asked me about the first and the quarter pole where this team would be, I would probably would have said three and one. And now it scares me where this team is going to be at the quarter pole. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. San Francisco is not an easy place to play in Pittsburgh. And then coming back with Baltimore, three tough opponents. Does not get any easier, Dave. Mike, thanks so much. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. I want to thank Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for their work. Thank all of you for joining us. And let's hang in there. Eagles have a tough road ahead. Games at San Francisco, at Pittsburgh, and then home with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson on October 18th, the next time they return to Lincoln Financial Field. But once again, the NFC East is wide open And anything can happen. Injuries are a big concern, though. 
How long will Jackson, Goddard, Maddox, and then late in the game, left tackle Jason Peters limping off the field with some assistance? When will those players be back in the lineup? Will it be in time for the primetime game on Sunday in San Francisco? Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! We want you to know about all the podcasts in the Eagles network of podcasts. So make sure you tune in to not only this Eagles Insider podcast three times a week, but make sure you subscribe and listen to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, our Journey to the Draft podcast Tuesday and Thursday, and our Eagles Update podcasts, which give you the news in a flash Monday through Saturday throughout this 2020 season. Sign up, subscribe, and listen to our Eagles network of podcasts.